This is the Global Broadcasting Service, serving remote outposts since 1928. Hi, everyone. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Caramba, we have something really big for you today. Welcome, foolish mortals. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. This is the DBC Pod with Phil Schoen and Jason Dodge. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's pod. This week in review of May 28th, 2022. Um, we've got, we're, we've been tinkering with how we put the show together. So we're going to start off, Phil. We're just going to dive right into it, right? Okay. We don't need any preamble. Um, what is everybody talking about this week? You pulled up a good one. I was actually thinking about this um, a couple hours ago. Yeah, there were a few things going on. A lot of it Star Wars related. Um, the, the Star Wars convention or was took place over this past week. And so a lot of news was coming out about new Disney Plus shows and stuff like that. But one of the parks-related tidbits that came out is that they have said they will be having new Star Wars characters coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, specifically mentioning Disneyland at this point. But what it means is they will be abandoning, to some extent, the strict timeline that they have set for Galaxy's Edge, which currently was set to be in between Episode 7 and 8. But now they said they will have other characters. So the ones they've specifically mentioned are they will have Boba Fett and Fennec Shan have already appeared. They're also going to have the Mandalorian and Grogu. So we know that, that takes place sense. earlier. So I, I don't think anybody dislikes this. I mean, yeah. you're, you're walking through a park. Though. I mean, the, the land itself is themed because you've got Rise, but you've got Millennium Falcon. And if you just close your eyes, that could be any time oh, yeah. during Millennium Falcon, right? Um, so I'm I'm all about it. I'm not also surprised that the character, because they were tr- going to put Mandalorian and Grogu in the parks somehow, right. and why not put it in Galaxy's Edge? Have you seen any negative feedback from it? Um, not tons. I've seen a few people that are kind of just, they appreciated that Disney like kind of went all in, making it more of a strict mm. timeline and like immersion and stuff like that. And so they're kind of a little bummed, but for the most part, they said, well, I'm glad I got to experience it. And like, now I knew this was going to happen. So it is what it is. I've seen probably more people anxious that it's so far only at Disneyland, not at Walt Disney World. Yeah, but are people really excited to be immersed? Immersive? Immersive? (laughs) That is definitely not it. Um, Immersed in uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as, as like that timeline is anybody really excited about i don't know if it was seven and eight timeline they wanted that specific timeline but just that it felt more immersive because it was at a specific time and the cast members there seemed to in the past be more into like it with using the language and stuff like that we got to pay for that now right well at least in in florida you do apparently the star cruiser yeah okay so i mean like I, i would like to see them do more with galaxy's edge we're gonna see a little bit with the magic band plus stuff mm-hmm. so then you might be able to get your immersion there i suppose yeah. but um yeah everybody was talking about it and we haven't decided how we're gonna do our kenobi show i'm gonna talk to you about yeah. that offline um because i have i have thoughts <laughs> i have thoughts i did say to somebody it was the best show best star wars in the last 40 years i thought I'll just leave it at that. Maybe maybe we'll have a bonus okay. uh, show before episode three comes out. It's Wednesday, correct? Correct. Excellent. So we have we have two days to think about that. Uh, I want to welcome two new members in the to the Discord family. We've got I, I totally forgot to look. That was Mike Kisco Falls underscore RR and Mets fan 
One of them, I believe, is a friend of yours. Is that correct, Phil? Correct. Yes, Mike is a, a friend of ours who we should be having on the show shortly. He recently went to Walt Disney World as part of like his daughter had a music thing down there. So he's going to go through like, well, how is it traveling with a school group where you don't really get to make any of the plans? <laughs> so that should be definitely interesting. He'll be on next week um, and we'll kind of get to – I don't know if this is going to be like a horror story for us, Phil, because we're usually <laughs> – um, in the driver's seat when it comes to our Disney trips. We know where we're going step by step and we can change rather than being in a group of, I don't know, 20 other people, 10 other people. I don't know how big the, um, the group yeah. of people they went there, but like not controlling anything. It'd be like, ah. So no, I don't know. That's well, the good like thing a, is they had, they had a really good time and he messaged me afterwards. He's like, uh, I think we got the bug. We're going to be like, uh, uh, trip and stuff. okay. So, well, then that's so a good it, thing. It then. is possible to still have a good time at Walt Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I guess that is true. Uh, DCI this week, very little updates. Um, I, I think we've only had a couple adjustments that he makes. Uh, my, um, Matt makes uh, from time to time. We're still sitting about 85.5%. So yeah, the one interesting thing that is now that with Guardians open, he actually gave that a bonus versus what was there before. So the attractions are actually over 100%. So, yeah, they're like at 101 points. So if you were comparing it to one night, you know, 2019 and attractions are your focus, there's actually more attractions to do now than there were before pre-COVID. Yep. Yep. So, um, you know, that's that was bound to happen because Disney was never not going to build attractions, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. Um, so that that's kind of stable. We're still waiting for a lot of the other things that probably this is going to take a big jump forward by end of summer, if I had to guess. We're, I, I think, are we, are we still on target for like plus, what was Matt's prediction at the beginning of the year? Up to 95% by the end of the year? He was above that. He was like maybe even 98 or so, or maybe that was his optimistic take, but we were we'll around back to the tape. I think, yeah. Let's go back to the tip. Okay, so that's, keep that in mind. Um, okay, so our top five list. So this is our clickbait, clickbait title of the week. Um, we've got a bunch of these, but today um, we had a Star Wars-based one, but we're going to save that for next week. Um, but today we're going to talk about five specific things you want to remove from Walt Disney World. Now, we both did not uh, know what the other person's put on their list to make this more fun. I gave myself some uh, rules. I don't know if you had these rules, Phil, in mind. I had a it, few specific things I said I wouldn't do. Like I said, I couldn't vote like they will stop charging admission. Like, you know, like <laughs> well, yes. completely unrealistic things. But other Remove than that, all was, money aspects yeah. from Walt Disney World. <laughs> and no um, crowds. Here's the, here's the things I put up because they were too easy to list. If I just yeah. listed these things, so this has just been the topic of the shows for like the last five months, right? Sure. So I said, uh, no Tomorrowland removals because that's kind of too easy. No Dinoland removals because that was just a part of the discussion from last week. Um, no Genie Plus augments type of thing because, again, I think that's just easy to talk about mm-hmm. and it doesn't make it interesting. Um, and, and much like you, no cost-related stuff like uh, get rid of parking fees or yeah. stuff like that. That's, again, too easy. Um, no calls for removing reservations and no calls for removing like changing the hopping time or or removing that again things that we've already complained about and i think would make least interesting list so i don't have these ordered so let's go back and forth um with this one so what is the first one on your list so the first thing that came to mind and i don't know exactly how this would be enforced or whatever but i would like to see gone from disney world is poor etiquette poor etiquette during fireworks so somehow mm. make it, you know, I'm thinking in some of the international parks, everyone like just sits down and is calm. There's no like pushing and shoving and stuff like that. So I don't know how it would 
be enforceable, but that's the first thing that came to mind of like, here's what I would like gone is that super stressed and part where my kids were crying because of how other guests were behaving. Mm. Yeah. I could, I could see how that could be something you definitely want to get rid of. I mean, there's, I've never had too many issues with it. I mean, I've always just carried two of my kids like, <laughs> like, like this and like yeah. got to, like sweating and shaking <laughs> by the end of everything. But um, I found some good spots. Um, if, if anybody's interested, they're still there, obviously. The, well, not, maybe not obviously yet. But um, you know how there's – you've got uh, on the hub, if you want to be close to the castle, you know you have those fenced-in areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a garbage can in the corner of each one. The pavement is slightly elevated by about two or three inches because it's, it's a grade going down um, from the pavement. And if you stay, if you get yourself up where maybe the trash can's to your right, the fence is right behind you, um, you're about two or three inches above everybody that's on the pavement. Um, so you get that slight bonus of being able to that. And if you don't mind, you can bring a blanket or whatever and sit on top of the garbage can for your kids. Or have your kids sit on top of the garbage can and get up. That's the only time I, I've done that twice and it's worked each time. It, so it's not as stressful. But you have to be all the way up at the castle and then you have to wait for everything to clear. All right, so maybe I'll just make it so you don't have to have your kids sit on garbage cans. To <laughs> <enjoy> the fireworks. <laughs> yes. No, I, I totally get I mean, like here I am working within, but like, yeah. yes, the, the, the firework viewing is incredibly anxiety driven for people who don't like crowds and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm, I'm totally with you on that one. The first one for me was this was kind of a selfish one, I guess, because I know people have memories tied to this building, but I'd like to get rid of the Chinese theater facade for the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Interesting. I would, because to me, I never, I don't, I mean, it no longer fits the park, right? The park was like Hollywood, right? It's mm-hmm. no longer about Hollywood specific. It's more about movies and the movie lands. At, at least right. that's where it's trending, right? To me, putting Mickey in there, like that, that building doesn't scream Mickey. And they kind of forced it to be a premiere of a movie. And that's why you're right. lined up to go in there. Um, I personally would like make it like a big train station or a big actual train that kind of wraps around the building. Just kind of have it big and, and, and grand. That that's kind of how I always thought it would be really cool. You walk up down and you just see like a big train station or or iconic thing mm-hmm. right in front of you. What do you think? Am I am I crazy or is that because everybody loves like the great movie ride, right? So I know the, that's a, this, they're nostalgic for that. Yeah, I get your. I, don't know. I get the thought, especially knowing the future of Hollywood Studios. I, I guess I still feel like there's a place for classic Hollywood between there and Sunset Boulevard and stuff like that, and it kind of fits in with that. And obviously, some historical Disney movies premiered in the Man's Chinese Theater and stuff like that, so it does have a Disney sure. connection. So I I get the thinking that like it it's not really. Like what is they they use the Tower of Terror right as the icon because there isn't like that right. central thing, so making something that would be more of an icon to Disney, not something that represents something else, I, I definitely think makes sense. Um, it wouldn't make my I guess my top five list, but, <laughs> but I get. The I mean, these are the, these are the first five things that kind of yep. popped in my mind mm-hmm. as I started thinking: is this a good one? Maybe not, but like because it go, it goes back to just the point that you made that you know the Tower of Terror is really not a good icon for the park because mm-hmm. it's not a Disney property; it's Twilight Zone. I mean, not that it isn't a you know a good or a bad ride type right, of right. thing, but it's it's off to the side. Yes, you can see it because it's a very tall structure from from outside the park, but. The, with with the park being straight down, straight shot, and that's the first thing that you see as you kind of walk into the park, so to speak. I would love that for that to be kind of the icon, just like it is in every other park, you know, Tree of Life, you know, Spaceship Earth, etc. So that that's kind of 
where I would was kind of leaning towards that. I wish there was more of like a boom as you walk up into the park. So those are my thoughts. So what's your number two, sir? So I feel like a lot of the ones I wound up putting down were things that were not part of your rules. Um, fine. But I, I put park hopping limitations. Um, okay. I think it's just very frustrating to not be able to park hop until 2 p.m. And I, I get, I'm going to live with park reservations. I know they're going to have to. Those aren't going park. anywhere. But if I have park park hopping, let me just go between the parks where I want, or at least don't make me check in at the one at 2 p.m. just to turn around and go somewhere else. I just, or let me hop at 11 or 12. I can't imagine there's that many people that would be doing it. Um, that it would really well, here, here's the backup. Why were people having to um, go into the first park and then to go to like wherever they wanted to hop? Why wouldn't they just reserve? Or they just not can't don't can't get a reservation, so they're just waiting. I mean, to that's that's park. sometimes that's what happens is that people really want to get somewhere else, and then they can't get the reservation, so they have park hopping, so they reserve it for the other one, and they walk in gotcha. and walk out. Um, probably more often is, and you know, we were talking about this with your your trip coming up, where you're trying to hop to all the parks. And if you can't make that second park until 2 p.m., it like now you have to fit in the other three parks a little, little harder after that. And if you feel like you got done what you wanted to in a park and you're just kind of stuck there for a bit. So I don't know. It just feels there's a lot of limitations. Some I think I can live with. That one just feels a little silly. And if I'm paying extra for park hopping, then having these restrictions on top of it. Yeah, just it's little, kind of tough. Little tough. I, I'm hoping that they kind of reduce that, go from like 2 to maybe 12 I haven't heard any rumors yeah. or any anything out there that might say that they're going to change that two o'clock timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, what we're doing our four park day, it's just like the, well, the one we're doing it. We're going, we are going out to lunch because I, I assume that we're not going to have anything else to do in Animal Kingdom um, for like the last couple hours. So you know, let's go have some bread service at Sonata or something else like that. But like, yeah, I'm I'm down with you on that one. I, I still don't know why. There's a limitation on that. Um, it just forces people that are in parks to stay in parks. So yeah. as they're getting ready to leave, <clears throat> they're they're not in any queues anymore at that point because they're, they're getting ready. So they're creating cr- crowds, which is what they were mm-hmm. trying to avoid years ago. And they are um, – what was the other point I was trying to make? They were they, Now you're making an influx of people at 2 o'clock at all the parks, which is typically just Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios that people are usually hopping to. So mm-hmm. now there's huge crowds at each one of those parks, which is something you wanted to avoid when you were at, you know, during the height of the pandemic. So I never understood why Disney kind of put those into effect um, in the first. I know why they totally took, a, took it away. I, I never got the two o'clock thing, though. So, yeah. OK, second one for me is I'm kind of breaking my rules a little bit because we <laughs> haven't talked about this in over a year, year and a half of the podcast. I want to get rid of the Liberty Square Riverboat. OK. Oh. We we talked about this. Len yelled at me on the show, <laughs> and um, I just think I don't know why people are nostalgic for it or really want it. To, I mean, it's cool. It's it's dynamic in the park. I get that. It's really fun to see going past, but it uses so much room in the parks that it could be placed for higher capacity attractions at Magic Kingdom, which needs it tremendously. And you could already see what what happens when they start tucking part, uh, rides in different parts like Tron, where it's kind of tucked in the back. We don't still don't know how it's going to look when you have to walk to it. So it's kind of you know hidden behind some buildings type of thing. So I think that area would be really cool to add to build out Liberty Square or build out Adventureland a little bit more. I don't know. Am I? Am I? I think you're a little crazy with that. Okay, that's fine. And, um, I mean, I think there's you know we still are supposedly have the blessings blessing of size. So I think there's room behind the rivers of America where you could do stuff. Sure. 
Um, and I just think anything that we need more things that add kinetic energy to the park, not fewer. I remember when I was a kid and there were so many, you know, there were like street performers going on and like stunt shows mm-hmm. and stuff in Frontierland and that, that no longer takes place. So um, I think having that, I, I get your idea that maybe even do something more with Tom Sawyer Island and have an easier way to get there and stuff like that. But I, I would keep the river road. We'll be back after a quick break. Blast off with Space Vacation the Musical as the Bloom family from the bright yellow planet takes a wild, weird, and wonderful intergalactic summer vacation. With original songs and stellar comedy, their trip goes delightfully haywire. Fun and adventure for all ages. Space Vacation the Musical on all podcast platforms now. Subscribe today. I'm not saying whatever you put there is just a building that you walk into yeah. for a ride either, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could add stuff with, you know, you know, having kinetic energy in that area. But the steamboat to me is just like it's just it just it's too much wasted space. I don't I don't know. It I don't think cuz I don't think a lot of people actually go on it. A lot of people don't use the space in Tom Sawyer Island. Yeah. So it seems like they've got this big thing on a track and it's not used as much as another attraction in that area i'm thinking i'm being greedy i'm just thinking like let's get more people spread out and more things because magic kingdom needs the capacity i don't know um all right what is your your number two three right we're on number three for you yeah so um i would i want to remove lightning lane or fast pass whatever you want to call it from rides that don't need it so like Omnivuva rides, mm. pirates, like all those things, like a lot few, I get the idea for some of these big attractions. You you want to be able to skip the line and you want to charge people to skip the line and stuff like that. But so many rides by having two lines to get on it just messes up the flow, messes up how many people can get through. Um, and I wish it would go back to more of the original intent when FastPass was first introduced and there were like five rides that had it. Sure. Know? So, um, you know, really those those continual loader type rides you know small world things like that really don't need it flow would be a lot better and it would just there'd be more rides that were easier to get on and stuff like that well i mean forget about small world but like haunted mansion um peter pan and uh, mermaid to be to be exact like you just literally you walk onto a moving platform and jump on right yeah if there was one line feeding it the line leading up to it be constantly moving which is what we want right exactly because when I went during last year, first time during the pandemic, it was slow as anything. Or even when it was getting a little bit b- busier towards the popping time, the the, the attractions that um, were like that, there was like a 30-minute wait, but it never seemed bad because you were constantly just moving through the line. Right. And then you got on there. You weren't standing around in the heat of the day, kind of like, come on, let's go, let's go. So I'm down with that. I, but you would ha- that that's that's a whole lightning lane issue. Like, yeah. You, needs capacity to create worth right mm-hmm. so how do you go about making that valuable so now we're talking about well, all the accessibility and talked about it right yeah, yeah. So you're going to kind of go down that route but that might be a way to do it right so like you you could charge money for it but now it's almost like a multi-individual lightning lane type of thing so yeah. you get your individual one for let's say you know rise but four there's only four of the rides on genie plus 
so maybe half the people won't buy it because it's to them it's only a couple rides. So now right. it's a coupon thing rather than a. Well, I mean, and that's almost like how I look at it when I was like, "Do we get it for Animal Kingdom or something like that?" Like, there's really mm-hmm. like two rides you need it for, and then you're just getting other stuff because there's nothing else to get it for. So why bother right. having those on there, right? Same thing with the those quick loaders and in Magic Kingdom. I'm with you on that one. The my number three was getting rid of Starbucks. Oh really? Um, I don't mind that they're being like I want the bakery to be the bakery again, right? I wanted to like. I don't like it branded. I mean, I don't mind branding and, you know, because Disney's always had cross branding inside the parks, right? So that I'm not worried about that. I just, for some reason, Starbucks screams corporate America to me for whatever. Not that Disney's not corporate America at this point, right? Because I know this totally makes no sense from a logical point of view. Uh, But in my own like immersive walking down Main Street and it's just Starbucks sitting right there. It kind of shatters that. I mean, we go through all the the um, you go through all the trouble of getting Casey's with all the old like yeah. um, sports memorabilia and everything else, and then you go across well, not across the street, but down the street to Starbucks, and you're getting your latte, whatever. And to me, it just doesn't feel like it could be like a cool bakery. I mean, even like it's not like the uh, confectionery is like you know a Hershey Park type of thing where it's all like Hershey and everything else. Another big brand it's still like a candy store so it's, it's got m&m brand. on it but you don't walk in it's not screaming all that stuff right to me starbucks it's screaming like this is not it's so a, would you would you know. be okay with starbucks like elsewhere or if it was more subtle with the branding like i i totally get you're you're definitely mm-hmm. not the only one saying i don't want the main street bakery to say starbucks that has nothing to do with the turn of the century street you're right that's the only this is the only time i'm like i care about like the theming like in detail, yeah. right? It's, it, I think it's just mainstream. I, I don't, you got Starbucks anywhere else. Have it in okay. Epcot. I don't really care. It's just that specific place. But even if, like, so if they had like a futuristic looking Starbucks in Tomorrowland or something like that, that'd be okay. Or yes, I'm, okay. I'm down with that. It's just yeah. to me, it's just like, I love main street. It's like a, it's like a comfort blanket to me. Mm-hmm. And then when I see Starbucks, I immediately think rush hour, getting your coffee, like at like six o'clock in the morning. No, like, I definitely get that. Work, like, right? especially cause I know you always start like on Mag- magic kingdoms, like your first park day and stuff like that. And the, the last thing you want is something reminding you of like your day job. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's it kind of, it just takes me out of it a little bit. Cause there's always a line, right? Yeah. So it's like, this is the first line of the day is to get your <laughs> cup of coffee. And typically I never do, but my wife likes a cup of coffee yeah. and it's, we had the dining plan. It was really worth get using that as your snack, yep. right? Because you can get like a $10 coffee and use a snack you know, credit for that. But yeah, it, it's more of like a theme thing. I don't mind Starbucks at all. It's just that don't like it right there. Anywhere else would be fine. Okay. Just don't like that. I can get with. Okay, cool. What's your number four? So I said, get rid of mission space. Okay. Um, I'm I, deleting attractions right now. This is great. Uh, I mean, obviously I, I, I would assume they, well, I would hope they would replace it with something else, but I just that attraction. I mean, the facade is really cool and space is a cool concept, but we never do it. Like we just have no interest in it. I know so many people are like, well, we did it once, but never again. It makes mm-hmm. people sick. And I don't know, just being in that capsule and pushing buttons. It just feels like it was pretty cool, I guess at the time, but is it really something super inventive that you can't do anywhere else now? And I don't know. I, I just think there's much better attractions they could put in that space instead of it. And maybe I'm just being selfish because we never do it. But, uh, I mean, I think you make that argument for a lot of yeah, things yeah. in Disney World, right? I get rid of Test Track before space. Oh, interesting. Only because everything else is space in that that area of the park, right? So Test Track is just, you're just driving, you're, you're testing your airbag and your brakes, yeah, right? And then you have spaceships all over the other place. <laughs> so 
Uh, for theming wise, uh, I'm with you. I've never done Mission Space. I've never been able to do it. My kids have never been able to do it while we were over there. Um, I'm contemplating going on it with the wife as we go down in 45 days or whenever it is. But I'm also worried because everybody talks about because it spins, right? And you get that inertia and the gravity feeling to it. I don't do well with those. Spin- I don't do well with spinning. So I'm terrified that I'm going to waste a whole day feeling out of sorts because my innards got twisted around spinning and, and kind of doing that type of thing. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm with you. Anything that's going to improve Epcot with some modern rides and stuff like that, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, number four is something I've felt for a very long time. Okay. All right. I want to get rid of all the generic merch shops across property. I, I hate how you could go to Main Street and it's the same shop as you'll find anywhere else on property. I, I think I, I would love specific merch and specific locations. Mm-hmm. In today's day and age, um, you don't you don't have to go to the parks anymore. I like being able to like I don't mind shopping in, in the parks where you kind of if you're waiting for somebody or there's a bathroom break and you're kind of just wandering across. Like I love the Christmas shop, right? I think that's really awesome. If I wander into the big giant merch shop on on Main Street, the Emporium, then I'm seeing the same stuff I'm going to see at Disney Springs. We see the same yeah. stuff I see at any other gift shop on, on property. I would be able to like, oh, I'm going in here. What can I find? That's really cool. And I I know that they did this because they wanted people finding all sorts of stuff. They didn't want to have people traveling all over the place to find that one Mickey plush or whatever it might be. Right. But now with with the advent of Everybody ordering everything online and getting it delivered. I think if they want really want something, the people won't be offended. Say here you can order it online, and we'll deliver it to your hotel room, or you can whatever that type of thing. Because we did that in the past, right? And um, but I want I want to be able to kind of wander around and kind of look at some new stuff. And there's a couple places on property that that has like specific things, like some of the yeah. You know, the rides have their own, like, you know, merch or at the end, but it's the same merch that you can find at the Emporium, like the Winnie the Pooh, like all that yeah. stuff you can find on Main Street. Yeah, I feel like the Emporium's the worst offender of that. Yes. And I think other areas are starting to get better. Like, even the with the creation shop at Epcot, it has some stuff's generic, but it has a lot of like Epcot specific lines of merchandise and stuff like that. So I think they're, they're getting better about it. Um, but yeah, the Emporium definitely is like the catch all. For everything so i kind of like your idea though like okay we don't need to have this here because we could ship it to your room or something like mm-hmm. like use technology better rather than having to have all that show space full of fairly generic things i mean and we know disney could do it very well i mean you got momentum mori and you've yep. got pirates right and mm-hmm. you've got um pandora all, yep. those are cool shops and the, the i i guarantee you people buy probably buy m- more in those then this is just another shop with like Mickey Mouse plushes and plus if it's the only stuff. place you can get it, like you're gonna get it then because you're like, I might not be back in this area. If you're like, oh, I can just pick this up maybe on Main Street later and then you forget about it and then you don't buy it or whatever. But I'm also but it's it's kind of more of a thing where you see it, you want to buy it. Even though I, I believe that you should be able to buy any of that stuff on Shop Disney anyway. Mm-hmm. But like if you see something that catches your eye because it's different, you're probably more likely to buy it because it's different. You didn't yep. see it at ten different other hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm down with that. Um, are we on your number five now? It is. I'm going back and forth because the, the the one I put was get rid of Dinoland, which is what we talked about. <laughs> and we're going to yep. So I'm trying to think of um something else that I could put in there. One, technically, it's not around right now, but I would say get rid of permanently the dining plan. Okay. Why do you say that? So why, why does that affect you? 
How does that affect you? So obviously I've been on record as saying we don't use it, but I think it, it resulted in um, like slimming down the menus a lot and making the menus less creative because now people were going and they wanted things they could eat and they had to have things that were more similarly priced because you couldn't have people spending different amount because it's got to fit within there and it's the restaurants only getting as much as that credit is for them versus being okay. more creative and, and having different food and charging for appropriately for those items. I also think it just further jacks up the food prices because then they can say, well, look at what the value you get with the dining plan. It's like, well, yeah, but that's only because mm. the food prices go up and stuff like that. So. I, I mean, like I agree. I, I've heard this discussion before. Yeah. I've always disagreed with it as a, I think both things happen simultaneously, right? I think they're looking to cut down on food costs, so they're going to genetify and whatever whatever that term is. I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm over two today. Um, They were going to make all those menus smaller and more generic. A lot of restaurants out there, outside of Disney World, across the country, are doing that. They're reducing their menu to have five things, right? One or two, like in in more of the fine dining space. Um, So I, I don't think I think the menus would have been simplified anyway over time. Um, are they doing it, balancing it around a single price point? Um, is the dining plan the reason for that? I mean, I'd probably say it wouldn't be the cul- main culprit of it. I think they would be looking to kind of solidify the pricing around so that you don't have outliers. Like on a menu, you have the $40 item, a bunch of $25 items, and then like one or two like $15 items. Yeah, I think they would look to kind of balance that because how often are you – you know, purchasing that $40 item and how, what is the food, what is the loss of having the ingredients for that $40 item? If it's not being ordered on a consistent basis by homogenizing, that's probably the word I was looking for. Um, the pricing, it allows for more people to spread out your choices. So you're not having specific dishes not being made, you know, as much or as, as little as, as they might've been. So I, I think from a rep- restaurant operations point of view, I think that's the smart way to go when you have so many restaurants across across property that you have to maintain and manage. Um, so I, I would disagree with how that affects – because there's so many options. Like even if you wanted to go to other restaurants, you have the options of going to other restaurants that have their own theme of food. It's not like you're going to a diner and all of a sudden you right. can't order waffles or something else like that. I don't know. I don't know. I've but just I, seen over time like different things being removed from menus and they're usually the more exotic, more expensive things. And obviously just the restaurants get more full because people get the dining plan and they have to use them up and it makes it harder to find ADRs and things like that. So again, it's the probably- ADR thing, I de- I'm with you on that, right? I yeah. think the dining plan totally affected the ability of a normal guest, average <laughs> guest, not with the dining plan, finding options or have less flexibility on yeah. when they can eat and where they can eat. But from Disney's point of view, the more people... Oh, I totally get why Disney get it. And because it was filling up its tables that weren't getting filled and restaurants that weren't filling up. And I know a lot of people like it. So I guess I don't begrudge them. Just personally, I... All right, well, let me throw this at at you, Phil. When the dining plan comes back, or if the dining plan comes back, you're going to be taking people out of the parks for sit-down meals, allowing rides to be less at less capacity. How about that? The act as attractions, right? You know, um, be our guests being more populated, Cinderella's Royal Table, Crystal Palace, even though they're open at this point. Yeah. Um, if they make them more attractive so they're full, they probably are full, I would have yeah. to imagine. Well, I mean, this, this would be back back in the day when they weren't filling, and that's why they came up with the dining plan, but now they don't need it. But That's true. This is back when they're, well, they're open. I don't think everything's back to 100%. Right. Of course. Yet. 
Okay, so my my number five. That was a good one, Phil. I like that's a discussion you could probably have with like two or three people for like an hour, and you just yeah. start yelling at each other. <laughs> you know, we get the pro and the the anti dining plan. My last one is I I didn't know. I don't know if this counts because I want to get rid of something and replace something, right? Okay. With it, I want to get rid of all the regular water fountains at Walt Disney World and put the bottle filling stations with all of them because the only bottle filling station at Magic Kingdom. Is at um, oh, I almost said Cosmic Rewind. What's the, what's the um, what the tomorrow? Oh, Cosmic Rays. Cosmic Rays. Thank you. Um, I can never think of Cosmic Rays off the top of my head for whatever reason. That's the only place there's a bottle filling station because we travel with five water bottles that we constantly keep filled. They give us mm-hmm. ice. We carry the big ones. Um, but if you wanted to fill your water bottle. You know, you're either asking for like three cups of water that you're kind of dumping in, or you know, you got the water fountain. Hopefully, it has enough water pressure to go over so you can fill it. You know, more than halfway. Um, so I want to get rid of all those and put put the uh, things because I don't think many people. Well, who, who knows? But I, I think there's less people that are going into a water fountain, leaning down and drinking. They're either getting bottles of water or they're asking for cups of water. Yeah. Anymore these times these days. So. Well, I, th- I think that's a great one. It's probably more of an addition than a than a removal, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, I get to remove something though, so that's yeah. why I kind of fit it in there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it'd be great Stuff if they just added them to like where the soda fill area is at all the quick service restaurants, because yep. then you could just go in and use that. You don't have to get in line if if all you want are those cups of water. You don't have yeah, to get I in line always, for them and stuff like that. I so. always hate walking up because I know they have to always give you a cup of water if you yeah. ask for it. I hate taking up their time in the place in line asking for, can I have a cup of water with ice? And they usually the good ones have them all like lined up on a tray. They just have to pick them up and, and hand them to you. But I'd rather not have to buy, bother anybody. Just go up there, fill up my water bottle and bounce and get back to where I'm doing. Absolutely. So I had, I had a sixth one, Phil. Okay. That didn't really count. Cause I don't know. If this is really a thing. That's a <laughs> removal, so to speak. Um, what made me thought about it is I thought I had seen, I'm pretty sure I saw that they're, they're, in August, they're putting back the hour of fireworks back to like nine to eight o'clock. I think I read, or I forget yes, what time it was. They're changing it, and that got me thinking. And then it got me thinking about how you ha- you get kicked out of the park during Boo Bash early if you mm-hmm. don't have a party ticket. I want the removal of early park uh, hours, early closing hours for the parks. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the fireworks show, regardless if it's eight o'clock or nine o'clock, the park should be open for another two hours after that. Because typically everybody leaves, and they, I know they want to close it out with the fireworks show. It's nice. I think the park should always be open one or two hours after fireworks ends, just to kind of so you can have that late night. So you can go mm-hmm. in at like four o'clock, you can ride some rides, see the fireworks, ride some more rides, and then go back. And that that, that basically means keep the parks open till like eleven yeah. around almost about. And I, I'm so angry that Epcot closes at nine o'clock every single night. Like to me, that's a park that should be open. So like I mean, we did this uh, right? a few weeks ago. We were talking about ideal um, park hours. Yep. And like, yep. yeah, 11 o'clock midnight for Epcot for sure. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. So I kind of slipped, I, but I don't know if, if that's really removing anything other than just, it's really adding hours to the park. So that's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's also, I guess maybe removing parties or stuff that really, cause those, those are really extreme. Cause then if you have a park, that you don't even get to see fireworks and stuff like that so i want to say that if disney should do this because it would probably cost them nothing um and actually they would actually probably make money off of that if you have a magic kingdom day um reserved 
and it's like a boobash party where you get you have to be gone by four o'clock. I think that takes yeah, so not boobash, the, which was after. So uh, M- yeah, Mickey's, so not, Mickey's so not so scary. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Sorry, um, boobash is so much easier to say. <laughs> um, I think that ticket should be a hopper, right? So like. Disney goes, okay, we, you have a Magic Kingdom reservation. We know it's, a, it's not a full, full cost of ticket because we're cutting out four or five hours of your park time. Um, you get to go to any other park. Assuming that you leave the park at like any time after the three o'clock hour, let's say. Yeah. So it's not like a, it's yeah, like, let's somebody, say they remove the hopper hours. <laughs> like, I was just saying we, we need to remove the hopper hours, but maybe in that scenario they have it and you can't hop until four or something like right. that. Right. But no, you have to, uh, to me, it's, um, you have to have exited the park. So ever, as you leave, you have to flash your magic band on something and that allows that basically creates your ticket into a hopper. So you have to be leaving the park at like after between two thirty and four. Right. Mm-hmm. So it has to be like, Oh, I showed up in the morning. I don't typically go in the afternoon anyway to any parks. Now I get a free entry to any other park. Now you have to be "quote unquote" kicked out for it to right. to function. I don't. Know. I think that's a good idea. Or maybe it's like I think didn't we talk about that before? Where you get messaged and say, "Would you like to be able to hop to Epcot or, or yeah or something like no, that?" I mean, this way they could spread out the people too. They could say, "You get to go to Hollywood Studios and you get to go to Epcot or whatever." I mean, only Disney knows, but I wonder how many people, because actually, no, we probably know this already. The people that are being kicked out of the park, I hate saying kicked out because they, they probably know what time the park closes, but they're not converting them to party tickets because they're probably sold out by then anyway. Oh, but at that right? point, yeah. I mean, some people probably came into the day with party tickets, but not that not day of. They're, they're generally sold out for sure. So, so where are they going to go spend more money? Whether you allow them to go to Epcot in, for dinner or Hollywood Studios, I mean, they're probably going to be spending more money rather than just going back to the resort and kind of hanging out yeah right? i mean unless they go to disney springs but then they might not even be going to a disney restaurant right or whatever it could be. well i mean like if you're going to disney springs you're probably going to go anyway right because mm-hmm. you probably have dinner reservations or you probably have your mindset on doing your shopping that evening right? right that was part of your plan um if you're find out that you have to leave and you're wandering i don't think people wander to disney springs right right so i don't i I know what that's a good question. We need to find out how many people have left early in either being surprised that they have to leave <laughs> because they didn't read anything or do they purposely buy a ticket and not go to the party, but they're okay with leaving at four o'clock. What do they typically do with the rest of the day? Is that yeah, like, I mean, this is maybe some people treat that as like their quote unquote half day and they're like, Oh yeah, we'll just go back and chill at the resort. We'll pool time and stuff like that. Or, you know, what do they do with that day for sure? I'm, I'm really curious. Cause usually I, those I, are lower crowded days because people know they're not getting a full day at magic kingdom. So sometimes people go be like slightly lower crowds, get a lot done and then go back to the it's, resort. It's worth whatever. the dollars to yeah. get a less valued ticket, I guess. Okay. So that was a good top five. I don't know if we've learned anything from each other. I think <laughs> we've talked about all these things over time. Um, if you have your own thing that you want to remove from Walt Disney world, shoot us a message on discord or social media. Um, and, and we'll kind of take a look at that. Uh, all right, now is the next, second week of the new section of Ask Me Anything. <laughs> Phil, have you are you have you prepared for the Ask Me Anything? Uh, I have prepared. I've spent hours studying and thinking. No, I've spent about thirty seconds thinking of something. But yes, yes. I, I did think of something. So that's good. Do you want to go first or second today? Um, I can go first if you want because it kind of ties into a little bit with what I was talking about with the dining plan and stuff like that. So okay. my segue. My question is just. You know, I don't want to say, you know, money's no option, but not getting bogged down in like, okay, are my kids Disney adults or not and that sort of thing. Just what, if you could have one meal anywhere at Walt Disney World, what would it be? 
one meal or like I what mean, like what restaurant would you like love to get a, an adr for for your next family trip that you haven't done yet family trip so i was saying family trip. yeah mm-hmm. oh man i mean this is hmm this is good because i i've got a whole i mean this is not a hard one but i would do uh hoopty do because we yeah. haven't done it before it's a lot of fun it's unlimited beer and cornbread essentially <laughs> Um, and that's a boring one because everybody wants to pick that one, right? Cause that's, that's a popular place to go. I think yeah. that's to me, I think that's like a, not a hard one to get and it's a cheesy answer, but I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I mean, there's, there's other restaurants that haven't like, you know, garden grill or, um, oh gosh, what's the, um, what's the restaurant on top of contemporary California grill, California grill. I always get, uh, I always forget the second grill. Uh, name, but th- I think I think those are the other other ones. If we're talking just family at this point, I mean, there's, okay. Well, how about uh, when you're going with just your wife? I mean, I, I'd love to do like Victorian Alberts or you know, you know, Chico, or I had another one. I, I mean, I would want I would probably want to do because the reservations were gone when I checked. When I started thinking about like what do I want to do on the weekend night was um, the dinner at the top of uh, the contemporary to watch the fireworks like yep. the cocktail hour um i forget what the, there's a specific name for it i'm not very good with names tonight <laughs> fun. um i was thinking about something like that but um i don't know my, my wife and i have not been very big foodies in, in the last two years because of the pandemic so a lot of okay. our like eating habits have kind of like interest in that has kind of waned and we've kind of we're like we're now uh uh, attraction hogs. We just we'd rather go on a million more rides rather than go sit down and eat. So I think our our touring might have changed. We'll see if that that re, that pops back up in the, in the next you know couple months, but we'll see. What about yourself? Uh, so the first one that came to mind is one that we haven't done yet. Is I'd like to eat at Tiffin's. At okay, that just one like we always just wind up at Satuli Canteen or stuff at Animal Kingdom. And I know when they used to do like the the dining package there for the show, it was actually a decent value. They had a prefix and stuff like that. So. That one that just seems to have an interesting menu. I know we haven't done it yet. So that is one I'd like to do. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. I believe I was talking with my brother-in-law, and um, he's like, "Oh, I went to this one restaurant, Animal Kingdom, and I couldn't think. He couldn't think of the name. I'm like, Tusker House, and I totally forgot about Tiffins, and that's definitely the restaurant he went to because it's like, no, there was no characters in that one." <laughs> So uh, I've heard good things about it. And then there's basically all the sit-down restaurants that are associated with Animal Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Lodge. I definitely want to try out um, right. in the next couple of years and figure that out. Uh, all right. So my question for to you is, um, and this is kind of going off of one of your ideas for the people mover back in the day. And the question <laughs> is, if you had to convert one ride in each park to a bar, which one would it be? Now... When you convert it, it's no longer a ride. Okay. So no, more, no people like, where you can just put a bar on the ride. I was going to say, okay, so it's not adding like a bar. It basically turns that. into a restaurant. 
Okay. Oh. Hmm. So, but so, so you're you're getting a cool setting, but you're losing a, a ride. So if you pick your favorite attraction, it's no longer an right, attraction. Right. Because my first thought for for Magic Kingdom was was Haunted Mansion because the Haunted Mansion themed bar would be awesome. Yes. But then you lose you the lose ride. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So you got to balance the two. All right. So you could do one park. You could do all four if you want to venture that into that. All right. Uh, that let world. Me think off the top of my head. So first one, Magic Kingdom. This is probably cheating since that was the original intent of the restaurant of the attraction was to be in a, a restaurant but i would do tiki room okay i think that would be that would be cool that'd be a cool concept for a bar and you're not i mean you could still probably keep some of the animatronics and stuff like that it's not a yeah, show that's kind of cheating like, actually because yeah. <laughs> it, it's not really a ride so i take i'll take it okay that's a, that's right. a good one i didn't even think about that but that's a good answer all right epcot um should just say mission space to get rid of mission space <laughs> <laughs> but then you're just spinning around and I'm, drinking all <laughs> that's not good um I don't know. I mean, maybe just because the version of the ride so bad, but I think it could be cool to have a figment like journey into imagination themed bar. Okay. So I'll go with that. I'm one. thinking I, I would have done Soren, right? Because if I really want that like riding IMAX theater kind of thing, you can go to flight of passage and, and kind mm-hmm. of get that, you know, sensation yep. and experience. Now you just got a place with bar with a giant TV screen, that <laughs> any sort of sporting event or any movie or whatever, and getting an up close and kind of look at, at something while, while having an adult beverage. That's how. That's what I would pick for Epcot. All right, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Um, it's a tough one because there's not many attractions to pick from. <laughs> first off, can I do uh, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular? Account, so how would you that convert that? It's just you just want to take that out of existence. Basically, take it out and you know reconfigure the stand so it's seating and it's still sort of Indiana Jones themed and tiki themed, or not tiki themed, but like Society of Explorers and Adventurers themed and okay. stuff like that. I know it's not really a ride, but I would do the Frozen Sing Along, but because now it's a bar serving serving adult uh, beverages, now you can you have to be twenty one or older to enter let's say after seven o'clock at i was eight. just gonna say that it should be the frozen sing-along after dark yeah and then like you during get the day the, it's family friendly but then at night yes they now you're That's picking up what i'm putting right. down because the the jokes there are kind of okay there's a little bit of an adult joke kind of thrown in there yeah. now you can get the full adult version of what what anna and elsa were really thinking um during the movie so i think that would be kind of fun that's a good one i like that one like a dinner theater type of thing so are we doing one for animal kingdom um, because I've got it. I mean, you can just do some of the trails, right? <laughs> just <laughs> hang out, hang out with the animals. Um, uh, I would do the safari. I'm going to answer for you. Oh, so you lose the safari, though? You lose the safari, but you have to drive out to the bar, so you get a little okay. bit of it, right? And then it's just basically a giant glass dome, kind of like Animal Kingdom Lodge, where you can wake up and have a cup of coffee, and there's a giraffe outside your 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 door. You got a big giant bar, and animals just kind of wander around the bar which probably might not be safe but <laughs> might be interesting they could just add that to conservation station you take the train out to stuff like that. <laughs> even better you get to keep the safari yeah all right I- i'm with you i'm with you all right. i don't know what i would pick for magic kingdom though to me that's that's a very very tough one um i would almost want to pick pirates even though it's my all-time favorite i mean ride. that definitely would be a cool setting for a bar for sure but I'm like, if I can go and sit down and spend more, like, how long is Pirates? It's like what, like a ten minute ride? Yeah, I was gonna say like ride? twelve minutes. Yeah. 
if I can get longer inside that building and just hang out for like a couple hours, get the smells, the, you got to keep the music and the sounds. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. And I would, I would lose the, the attraction to if I can just kind of hang out there and have a couple beers or grog or rum yeah. or whatever, <laughs> whatever we want to be drinking. Um, so those, 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 my, those are the questions that I like those. That was, those, that was pretty good. Um, it's just like anything else. Cause I was thinking maybe we, this could have been our, um, discord engagement question for mm-hmm. this week, but you've got a good one coming up, but let's, let's go over what, um, people were talking about last week. We were t- thinking about ways to improve Dinoland USA and animal kingdom. Um, do we want to go over what the community said or do you want to go over, um, our ideas? Why not this week? Let's start with the community since I okay. think we shared a little bit of our ideas, but then mm-hmm. we can we can expand on ours if it doesn't get covered enough. Okay. So we 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 talked about two ways to do this. One was sort of still keep the theme of dinosaurs, but um, update the attractions that are there, especially the two smaller ones, or completely change out the theme and everything and redo the land, still having to fit in with the kind of the physical parameters of that area of the park. So um, keeping with the theme of dino- dinosaurs, uh, Miss Gina Five said she loves Dinoland because she loves dinosaurs, um, but she feels there's certain dinosaurs that aren't kind of covered, specifically water dinosaurs. So she'd like to see some sort of like almost living seas type pavilion or attraction where you go underwater and they make it look like you're seeing, you know, underwater dinosaurs and stuff like that, perhaps a simulator. Um, but then it could even teach how they've evolved over time and became land animals, something like that. Um, she said, just change triceratops spins to be pterodactyls, and then that's good. Um, <laughs> and I said, finally, some sort of dark ride showing the different periods of dinosaur history. Um, and with a fossil ex- excavation Zen garden for the kids at the end. Um, I kind of thought, though, you already have the boneyard for the yep. kids. What I like the idea, though, of showing that it isn't, you know, the the dinosaur period was super long. Like a lot of these dinosaurs you think were like together were like millions of years years apart. apart. But maybe instead of a dark ride, maybe next to the, um, the boneyard, you could almost have something similar to like what they're doing with the Moana journey of water, like just sort of like a Zen garden area that everybody can sort of wander around Mm -hmm. and kind of you're walking through time through it. Um, just to kind of have another chill out area for people and stuff like that. But, um, but not replacing the, the boneyard i mean if we're gonna do just dinosaurs right mm-hmm. like I, I dig dinosaurs i loved them as a kid I, I i don't mind keeping that aspect clean up dinosaur maybe it's not like you're racing back in time to go find you know whatever yeah. and then race back and it's that ride needs to be completely revamped whether it's kind of like um you know you travel back in time and you're just seeing things and just clean up, make it more exciting mm-hmm. or make it a ride where you're just, it's like Jurassic park. You're running away from T-Rex type of things. So, you know, something that's more cohesive, I, mm-hmm. I think would be really cool. Um, I, I think you'd need, I like the underwater aspect of things. Maybe you can kind of get rid of Cali river rapids and kind of combine all that space and make an attraction, but you definitely have to get rid of dino land, like the car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think whatever you do, if you just scrap that part, you're probably, I think pretty much everybody, um, even the people that, because there are, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of one of them. I appreciate the storytelling device that they put into the, that area. Yep. But even then, I think people are it's like, lost. yeah, but the the, I, the actual experience of it is not great. No, for sure. Um, so the other ideas more were for more around scrapping the dinosaur theme. Um, Mom of Six shared one, which I hadn't seen too many other people saying, but was more focusing on northern lands. That, you know, we have sort of a lot of hot areas like Africa and Asia and stuff like that, where we don't have our 
like North America and like up in Canada and things like that. So she was saying having a land that shows, you know, pine trees and fake snow and stuff like that. And, and could reference, she mentioned a lot of the movies that they did back in the day, whether it's call of the wild, white Fang, brother bear, stuff like that. Um, and that you could have a simulated sled sequence, like in call of the, the wild Ooh. as a ride and stuff like that. Um, and just have cold weather areas and, and, you know, could be, uh, kind of a climate controlled area. So she mentioned going as far as having like polar bears and stuff like that. Um, to me, this is my favorite one. So, I really, I never really thought about like, yes, animal kingdoms, missing cold weather animals. <laughs> Obviously we're in Florida, it's tough to do, but like, um, yeah, you could kind of fake that, I guess. So I thought that was that was interesting. I know, um, you know, some of those things, like obviously, I live in New York. We have like zoos that have those types, most of those types of animals and stuff too. But yeah, obviously, we don't have polar bears. And then also, if you're from the South, you're that's not type of animals you know a lot about or see a lot. Um, so that could be interesting to them. Yeah, for sure. And then the last one, I kind of lumped a few things together because these were probably the the two most popular ideas. Uh, Ryan W. brought them up. He said either South America or Australia. I think a lot of people have talked about South America. That was one idea I had. You know, obviously you can fit a number of popular IP into there. It's uh, an area that's not covered yet. And you could do a lot with like birds and reptiles and stuff like that that are in that area that don't need access to the savanna. So I think that could fit well. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people did like the idea of Australia. Obviously a lot of unique animals there. I did think is there a lot of IP that fits into that? The only one I could think of was rescuers down under, but then somebody else pointed out that actually finding Nemo takes place in Australia and you have the show there already. So you could probably just bring that down theme down and kind of go into to Australia that way. So I think those were some of the ideas that were brought up by the community. I dig it. I, I think the only thing that I personally would want to see is building out on the idea of the mythical creatures because mm-hmm. The logo for Animal Kingdom still has a dragon in it, right? Yep. So let's. I, I'd love to expand on that, and because now you can start, you don't have to use IP anymore because a dragon is just cool all by itself. You don't right. need a movie, right, about a dragon. So you have the dragons. I know some of the original art had like unicorns and all that other. You could just make some really cool, fun stuff with yep. with that. And I think um, you could easily have. I don't think you need a roller coaster, but like you can have some dark rides with like you could change the dinosaur ride to be kind of like you're exploring the, the story is you're exploring a cave, right? So mm-hmm. the, you go into the ride, the queue is like walking into the cave and maybe there's some gems or glitter and gold on the ground. And the ride itself is you're going on, you're exploring the, the, the mythical dinosaur and you come against into the vault and all of a sudden the dinosaur wakes uh, the uh, the dragon wakes up and now you're, racing to scoop up treasure and escape and he's chasing you and stuff like that i think that would be kind of kind of neat and kind of like a you know you use like the mickey and minnie's runaway railway technology and the way mm-hmm. you kind of sequence the different rooms i think that would be really cool and then you add you know a nice quiet dark red like a like you know a R- navi river journey i think wasn't the original unicorn in like a kind of like a watery boat type of thing and it was so like the unicorn was supposed to be at, at the unicorn grotto i think it was at the middle of a hedge mage maze though there's oh, right, yep. that, that type of concept around it yeah. i think there was some sort of water ride that went like kind of around the that's what i kind of remember from side the art. so that that's kind of what i would want to do i would want to lean on that a little bit i don't want to shoehorn as much as i joke that we should put in um some other ip or anything tight like strictly like pandora i think if we just kind of keep it the ip out i think this is the only place i would say let's not taint animal kingdom with more ip if possible yeah um, one thing you could do would right i thought of it this would you could either extend down Asia and make Southeast Asia, or it could just fit into your mythical land is mm-hmm. that you could take the dinosaur ride in the Jeeps, um, have Chang Chi 
where um, they take the jeeps into the land of Talo that had all the kind of different animals and creatures and stuff that like that. That would be fun, yeah. So that I think could be a relatively easy overlay, get some more Marvel. That We, we want to shove Marvel into Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Again, I prefer they wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'd be definitely okay if there was a Marvel <laughs> ride. That'd be yeah. fun. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm down to have that, that, that fun there. Um, let's see. We have next week's engagement. So what yeah. did you pick for next week? This so was next week engagement. This was um, something that someone suggested on the boards as well is what pavilion would you add to world showcase? So obviously this topic comes up quite often. All the time. There's been a lot of uh, rumors of Brazil, I think being added. Um, there were other land, uh, other uh, countries that were going to be added at the beginning that never got built. So could, you could pick one of those or you could pick a completely different country that you would like to see represented and kind of keeping in mind that if they're going to put something in, it's going to have, you know, probably have to have some IP tied into it. Um, but certainly something that would have good food, some sort of attraction, some sort of merchandise, you know, like some sort of entertainment, like, you know, that would fit as a full pavilion. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can have Russia at this point. Right? <laughs> that would be a little that, tough. Yeah. That'll be a little, especially with the uh, international uh, guest uh, or, yeah. or cast member. Uh, thing uh, it's a little, travels a little risky at this point. That was uh, one, one planned to be at some point, though. That yeah. there are uh, you can so, find artists' renderings of the Russian yeah. Well, Korean I mean, it's a major stuff. country, right? Yeah, it's, oh, for sure. Part, it's With very uh, distinct architecture and stuff like that, for sure. So it, it would be it would definitely be neat if the geopolitical <laughs> was a little different yeah. situation was a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. Um, we are kind of at the show, Phil. As <laughs> as always, we're we either threaten to go over or we're pushing segments back to next week. We we were going to do attractionality with the tiki room this mm-hmm. week and this is one of my favorite attractions I was looking forward to it but i think we're going to end the show here phil because we're at okay. the 55 ish minute mark and i think we've done a pretty good job bringing people through our crazy wanderings of our brains <laughs> um if you guys have any top fives that you would like to see make sure you tag us on social media where can they find us phil you can find us everywhere, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or our YouTube channel. We are all at the DBC Pod, and of course, our Discord server. Always find the link to, uh, to that in our show notes. And I'm attempting to put things on TikTok. Don't follow us. We're all on there at TikTok, but it's just basically we cutting the show down into like 30 second segments of stuff. Um, I don't know if I have enough time to make like six TikToks and then put them out every single day during the week. So don't rely on me that when it's reliable. We're going to start promoting it as, you know, please follow us and what have you. Um, But it's not reliable just yet. I have to figure out how to make it look good. Because right now I just take the video and I dump it into TikTok. And it's just like um, landscape mode in a platform that's meant for portrait mode. And it doesn't look perfect just yet. So I'm I'm a little OCD on that one. So uh, next week, I think we have to hit attractionality because we've been skipping it for a couple of weeks and we're behind now. So we'll make sure we hit this. Let's make a note, Phil. Let's hit this like at like the middle of the show. Okay. Yeah, we'll move it up and move it up. So make sure we get to it. And then we'll go from there. So make sure you hop on Discord and join us in the discussion of this week's engagement about World Showcase. Um, I think the second week that we've done this has had a lot more engagement than the first week. And this just keeps on growing. And it's a lot of cool um, Disney discussion, kind of everybody spitballing. And it just doesn't last for one day. And sometimes it dovetails into completely other random things, which is a lot of fun. So it's a, it's a good conversation starter. So hop in. Uh, we have a couple new people in the in the community. So if you're listening, a couple of people have popped on and said, I've been a listener. I finally joined Discord. Make sure you finally join Discord. Like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you're downloading the episodes and giving us five-star reviews on iTunes if that's your preferred method of listening. And again, thank you everybody for listening and we'll catch you next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, all.